Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, what's cracking? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I am your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and I want you to be perfectly healthy and toned. So tonight, we have a good show for you. Uh, Victoria Taylor from TheModernMonkLife.com is coming on to talk about her journey with food and all the good things that she has. But before we get Victoria on the show, uh, a couple of announcements. So, Today, rather, just about 10 minutes ago, I put out on Facebook a new video that I shot about uh, food and your child's mood. Uh, I know most of you have gone to Walmart, gone to Target, and you've seen where these kids fall out in the aisle and they're crying, or you see kids uh, sleep in the shopping carts. And most of the time, we just think to ourselves that uh, it must be the parents. The parents might be doing a bad job, but we never really make that connection that food might be doing this to your child. Perhaps you took them to Starbucks. Perhaps you gave them some cookies or something to that effect, and it made them a little bit ornery. So you need to start making that connection to food, especially when it comes to kids. We have a lot of kids now that are suffering from food sensitivities and food allergies and things of that nature. So uh, what's happening is these things are manifested in their emotions and their feelings. So many people are not making that connection. So do that. If you have not joined my YouTube channel, please join the YouTube channel. It is youtube.com slash fatbodybc. Also connect with me on uh, Twitter at the fat underscore man, and also you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash I'm the fat man. And for those of you that are already uh, in my fan page, have connected with me on Twitter, I thank you. I am very, very grateful for everyone and all the messages that I get from people uh, from the fan page and also just from the email as well. So a um, couple of things. We got through the announcements and uh, we also will have Victoria coming on. But before I do, what I want to do is have you um, have you uh, give you my email address, rather. So with the email, it's Darren at fat-man.com. So if you have any questions, any suggestions of anyone you would like to see on the show, then please get in contact with me. Uh, Victoria Taylor is on tonight. Next week, I'll have a very, very interesting show. Please do not miss that show. I have a, a gentleman on by the name of Chuck Frank, and we will be talking about life before life. Um, if you're having a problem with um, your, 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 uh, actually having a problem rather with finding your purpose in life and finding what you're here to be doing, this will be a very interesting conversation. I actually had a two-hour conversation with Chuck one day. And we went through the gamut of things about life and different things about energy. And it's going to be a very, very interesting show, so you do not want to miss that. Uh, after Chuck Frank, the next week I'll have a, a doctor on, and we'll be talking about weight loss. 
So that'll be a good show as well. And I also have something special that's coming where I'm going to be endorsing a product. I don't usually put my name on many things that I'm uh, many things that people approach me with because I just don't agree with the ingredients. But there's only one product out there or one product line rather that I do agree with the ingredients, and I'm going to be endorsing that. And I'm going to be having a special webinar, so look out for that on Facebook. So. Without further ado, I know that's my favorite word here on the show, but without further ado, I want to uh, bring Victoria on the show. But before I do, we met uh, through uh, a distributor of mine where I get my grass-fed meats and my organ meats, and she said, uh, her name is Carla, and she said, you got to meet this girl. Her name is Victoria. I said, okay. So she gave me Victoria's email address, and Victoria and I have been corresponding back and forth, and we finally got the show. We were supposed to do the show, I think, back in February. And my Internet was down. I had to get AT&T to come out, and they came out and, and made another uh, outlet because something was wrong with the outlet for the Internet. And then the next time we scheduled the show, she couldn't make it. So I guess the third time is the charm, and I finally got on. So I've been really anticipating and looking forward to the show. So let me bring Victoria on. Hey, Victoria, Hi. are you there? Yes. Hi, Darren. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I am, as you said, I am so excited to be here because we have missed a couple opportunities, but third time is a charm. Yeah, yeah, it's always good the third time. And, and either the third time is a charm or the third time is that time where you say, hey, I got to give up. So <laughs> right. I'm, glad, I'm actually glad that we uh, had you on. So, Victoria, tell me how you got into this whole wacky world of uh, health and wellness. Give us your journey. Well, first, Darren, I want to first thank you for for what you do because um, like myself and so many people out there, we are committed to living our life to its fullest potential. We are committed to really, really living in in our true divinity, in our true great, great energy that we are. And we do that with our stress level, with our food, with our, with our environment, with our profession. And like you, we're sharing all of our knowledge and what we're, we're discovering on the journey together. And we're sharing that with everyone. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And I'm, I'm going to start getting into why I started Modern Monk. You got your, your, I hear your dog back there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So we got started with Modern Monk. Um, as Well, what happened was is that my mom started going through a lot of medical issues. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was very young, she had lots of stuff going on. Not to give too much detail, she um, had some pancreas, um, she had pancreatitis. She mm-hmm. had cancer. She had a tumor in her. It was really interesting because she got a tumor in her face that something only smokers get. So it was very, very um, interesting that she got that. And then most recently, she was diagnosed with colon cancer. And um, on this whole journey, she, uh, she, they found a tumor in her colon, right? So then mm-hmm. they said, you need to remove it. You need to surgically remove it. So she goes ahead and she does surgery. Then they find that what happened was is that the, the cancer cells jumped to the lymph nodes. And once you have cancer cells in the lymph nodes, you are now stage three. So it was a little scary at the time, but I'm, I'm very happy to report that she's doing very well right now. But in this process, we're going to doctor's appointment to doctor's appointment. And every solution 
that they provided with her provided her with were, was so toxic and um we we were getting advice from these people i remember we were in one doctor's office and we were sit, i was sitting next to her and it must have been after lunch or something and the doctor was examining her and i can hear his stomach rumbling he was a little overweight and and um he didn't look very healthy but I thought it was very interesting that we're sitting here taking advice on a, on a very serious disease and a very serious case. And this man here who doesn't look very healthy himself, whose stomach is rumbling, I mean, he must have eaten something real not so good for lunch. And he is give, giving my mother advice on how she's going to live. <laughs> I, I was like, wow. And, and so what I started to do was um, she, she had gone through she eats not very well and uh-huh. she had gone through a nutritionist and and in this path we said well you know what mom maybe maybe it's the meat that we're eating maybe we, you know your body just can't digest it very well i mean colon cancer and then she was later diagnosed with colitis it's very much your diet i mean your food goes through your colon before you eliminate your waste so I mean, there's a lot of other factors in colon cancer and colitis and Crohn's disease, but food is a very primary um, contributor to any, any challenges in this area. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said, Mom, why don't we try a vegetarian diet? And so we both did some research. I did a lot more research. And as I was doing that, I discovered where our meat actually came from. Then I got passionate. <laughs> I have a very strong voice, Darren, and... I get, when I get passion behind something, I don't let up. So I started reading about where our meat comes from. And I think the majority, I'm very happy to, to, to know that and to say this, but the majority of people are starting to become more aware. And that's the key to everything. Once we're aware of what we're putting in our body and where it comes from, we can then start to make conscious decisions. So right. as I was becoming aware of what, ingredients were in were in my crackers or where the meat was coming from I was shocked that this is what we put in our body so fast forward the road a little bit and I'm now vegetarian and I'm I I will eat fish from time to time but again I must know the source so I I don't promote any sort of vegetarian diet or vegan diet I just Mm -hmm. say that you need to find what's best for you and plants is what gives you the most nutrients so I think the majority of your plant of your plate should consist of plants. So as I was discovering all these health benefits of eating plants along with my mom, I started feeling better. I mean, my energy level was through the roof. I'm like, this is incredible. I simply, I don't, I don't eat dairy. I started making my own almond milk. I started uh, making mung beans for breakfast, having a strong protein protein source in the morning, and. Doing all this, I'm discovering I have more energy and I just feel better. And I, I, mm-hmm. I read a little bit about your story, Darren, and I'm sure you went to the same, the same path. You know, when you're losing weight, you suddenly feel so much better. And it's almost like a, it's like a drug. You start to get high on it. You're like, wow, this feels so good. And so you keep going. There are your setbacks, but you do keep going along the way um, and start to discover more, more ways so that you can eat clean. So then came along Modern Monk. Modern Monk is, um, I, I do a lot of traveling to Asia, and mm-hmm. I think we are living our lives and 
each and every one of us is absolutely perfect and divine inside. We are, we are spirits having an experience, a uh, human experience at this very moment. This is what I believe in. And so if we can learn how to control our human experience and understand our experience, uh, human experience, we can tap into our divinity, which is our perfection. But sometimes it takes kind of, you know, uh, shining your third eye a little bit by removing toxic food and, and toxic relationships and toxic environments. All of that is so important. So you can eat really clean and healthy and feel great, but you have to also encompass the whole, your whole lifestyle. It's a whole wellness plan. It's not only food. So along came modern monk. And um, monk comes from a Buddhist monk because I think um, their lifestyle of meditation and, and quietness, I think, is, is it's a very important aspect that we should all adapt into our lifestyle. And then modern because we are living in a modern world, uh, technology, and it's so amazing. I'm, I'm really grateful for the Internet. I think it's done great things for myself, as I'm sure it's done for you. And it's also connected us on such a great level. I mean, We've been able to connect with people all over the globe and really created this kind of oneness over the Internet, which is, is kind of um, the solution to all of our problems. If we can all realize that we are all one, we are no different, we're all just living our experiences, but at the soul level, we are one, then we have no, we have no issues, we have no war, we have no problems. It's, it's really uh, heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the, the modern and the monk. So I launched Modern Monk, and especially because a lot of, a lot of people were asking me for recipes. Uh, Darren, I do a lot of cooking, or I should say preparation. I'm constantly in the kitchen. I work very, very hard. And a lot of people started to ask me, well, well what's this recipe? Or how do you make raw oatmeal? Or I'm just starting out with my green juices. How do I do it? And I got all these questions, and I'm like, you know what? i got to put this somewhere. All my friends are asking me. They're wondering why I'm doing lemon every morning. They're, they're wondering why I'm getting up at 5 in the morning or that I'm fa- going to sleep at 9 o'clock when I used to go to sleep at 5 a.m. or just get home at 5 a.m. They were wondering, what is this lifestyle change, and what, what's it all about? I, you, you look great. Let me get a piece of it. So I said, well, why not just channel this into um, – one one area and just share my journey. I I don't want to teach anybody. I don't want to tell anybody what to do because I think that it's I found this on my own and it will never be taken away from me because I found it on my own and I'll never lose sight of it because I found it on my own. But I'm sharing it because as other people are going on their path, they're wondering, well, wait, why is it good to put parsley or why should I mash strawberries with with um with spinach you know these different kind of combinations and as you do more research on the internet i hope to provide people with a really fun and entertaining and exciting way to start juicing and maybe a little less parting which is what i used to do all the time (laughs) yeah yeah you're um you it looks like you put a lot of um, time into your website it's a really nice looking website and you have some really nice pictures on uh you know, I was looking for pictures to put up on the Facebook to promote the event, and you have some really nice pictures, so I can tell you took some time, or you had a, a great photographer, either one. <laughs> I did. Pictures, I had a really good photographer. <laughs> yeah, your your pictures look fantastic, and your site actually looks amazing. So, um, But getting back to this whole thing of having a journey and a spiritual journey, and I, just so ironic that I just recently did a, a blog on the consciousness of disease, where I talked about that, that this whole thing is a, a journey. And I had a doctor on, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, and she said that she came to this pathway where 
it was either she was holding on to a business that wasn't working well for her, and she had to make a decision whether she was going to continue to hold on to that business or look at this whole thing of how her business fell apart, how she was losing money as a spiritual course correction. How did that? How did something like that come into play for you when you were faced with this decision with your mom? Because I know what I went through with my mom, but how did this play into your decision when you went to your mom? Did you have to convince her to say, "Hey, mom, this is not right. We don't. We shouldn't do this toxic uh, chemotherapy or or anything." Mm-hmm. Or was she more into that, or were you the person that did the convincing for her? Well, you know, it's, I'm, I'm really happy you asked that because it's a, it's a very tough decision to be placed in as a family. And I made it very clear as I, that I did not want to make a decision for her. And I did, also didn't want to influence her in a way. I had my opinions, and she knows how passionate, how passionate I am about diet and wellness and, and spirituality and meditation and living this whole lifestyle. So I, th- I think she had an idea of what my my choice would have been if I were her. But I, she asked me. She said, "You know, I'm I'm being faced with chemotherapy. Um, these are my these are my statistics, and this is the information they're giving me." And I and I simply said, "Well, how do you feel about that?" And you know, she actually came up with the decision on her own. I I didn't put any input, and I'm I'm so thrilled with her decision. I think what what she's doing, and she had ch- she chose herself not to do chemotherapy. Because she decided, you know, these are statistics. I am not a statistic. I, I, I am me. I, I'm going to thrive. I'm going to be great. And, you know, maybe that's not the decision for everyone. And I didn't want to be the one to make that for her because at the end of the day, it is her life. I love her, and I'm, I'm holding her hand whether she's, you know, in chemotherapy or not. But I really wanted to make sure she made that decision. Darren, there's something so beautiful about finding things on your own because when you really kind of search deep within you, you have all the answers. It's just kind of hard to find. They're, they're buried in there sometimes. But when you find it on your own, oh, it's just so juicy. And it, it, you see this also when you're, when you're a child. You, your mom tells you something. You're like, I, I, that's not true. I can do what I want. I can be around whoever I want. But as you get older, you realize, well, yeah, that's true. You know, the company you're around is important. You want to be around great people. But when I was, you know, when I was younger, I was like, Mom, it's okay. If they jump off a bridge, it doesn't mean I'm going to jump off a bridge. So it's just really interesting that when you, when you figure out things on your own, it's just, it's, it's such a spark. And so I really wanted her to make that decision. And I know it's a really tough one. And I'm sure there's tons of people going out there and having to make this decision. And like you said earlier, I don't endorse a lot of things because, um, I'm always a little skeptical, and I want to make sure I have a ton of information before I go in it. But I have to mention there's this book called um, Killing Cancer, Not People. And I think anybody going on this journey should – this is like a must-read book. And it goes into exactly what chemotherapy does to your body, exactly um, what surgeries do to your body, exactly what you can do in the holistic and alternative uh, methods and what doctors to see. I mean, it's it's really in-depth. So, you know, I I passed it along to her. I – I don't know that she read the whole thing because you have to really have an open mind and be open to this kind of practices before you read it. So I, I'm not sure she's totally ready for the holistic uh, route, but I, I'm, I'm happy she made her own decision. 
Yeah, because I think what happens with people when they, if you force them, force feed them, is that they, the natural tendency for us, if someone pushes, we want to pull away. And I noticed that a lot of people, especially with nutrition, and one of the other things that I noticed is that when people, I'm constantly getting, uh, people want me to diagnose them over YouTube, or they want me to give them advice over my Facebook private messages, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm like, and I can always tell if they're really serious or not serious. And the one thing I can tell by the word try is like, okay, I'm going to try to do this. And I'm like, yeah. they're not going to do it. Because we don't really realize how things are littered in our language. Uh, I never, I, I decided to say, you know what, let me get the word try out of my vocabulary. So mm-hmm. a lot of people just, it's just little things that people say or the way that I can tell if they're accepting the message or not accepting the message. And a lot of times we have to find those things on our own for us to be really, really passionate about it. But let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about meditation because I think that's important. I've been meditating for probably a year now. I just made a conscious effort to do it every day. And and there's sometimes when Mm -hmm. I can't do it, like I missed a day. And I got up this morning early. I I set my alarm for 5 o'clock, 5.50, and I got up and I said, you know what, I'm going to meditate. But I normally, I, I'm pretty regular on my meditation since I made the decision a year ago. Um, how important is that for you? I know how important is it for me, but I, it's mm-hmm. really helped me a lot. Oh, I, I, I love, love, love this topic. Okay. Meditation is, is very difficult when you're starting. Just like when it's very, it's very difficult to live a, a cleaner, more organic uh, diet because you have to put a little bit more time and effort and, and in the case of eating a little bit more money, you know, depending on how, how well and organized you are. So it's not an easy journey to start. However, once you get into it, there are such amazing results. Mm-hmm. So. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, meditation, but maybe it's contemplation where you're journaling, or maybe it's moving meditation like yoga. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of yoga. It's done uh, really great wonders for me. So what I usually do is I wake up, and typically you want to do this early, early in the morning. The reason being is that the energy is very low. Um, at night, people are getting home, people are driving, they're, they're still de-stressing from the day, they're still checking their emails. I mean, we're a very interconnected, interconnected world, so there's no, like, leaving work and then you're done working. People are still working, so the mind is still racing. So when you do it very early in the morning, the energy is just softer, and it's a little bit easier to ease into a more meditative state. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend waking up earlier. Now, for me, that was very difficult at the beginning. But you know what? As I, I, I write on the website sometimes, Nike had it right, and you got to just do it. You know, the, exactly. the difference between a, between a professional athlete and maybe someone who just wants to, you know, throw some balls around on the court on the side, the difference between professionals, they get up. They show up. And it's just, you don't, you know, even if you just, you do two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, just show up. Show up on the chair. Show up in a comfortable place. Make your own, I, I have like a, I'm actually looking at it now, a little altar where I put a sari that I got from India, where I have crystals that I've gotten from various parts of the world, where I have um, a vision board, where I have what I want to vision, where I want to see myself. I, and I kind of meditate on that. And you just kind of sit and you just find yourself into a rhythm. You get focused on your breath. And a, a really good 
tactic is to do a guided meditation that kind of gets you started. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Just sit with your hands crossed and just focus in and out with your breath. Uh, I find that when I do that, I can focus. I have a lot more clarity. I mean, science has proven this already, which is so phenomenal. You are calmer in situations. Sometimes I have challenges at work. Sometimes uh, I get very stressed out. But I notice with my meditation and yoga practice, I'm calmer. Those stressful situations, I'm able to just kind of step outside of them and just watch them. I'm not, I'm not Buddha. I'm not the Dalai Lama. I, you know, I still get caught in them at, at times. But I'm much calmer. And I know that a lot of people will tell me, wow, you're really, really calm right now. I'd be freaking out. I, I used to work in a very large marketing company. I was the marketing director. And when you're in marketing, it's very deadline-driven, especially when you do a lot of advertising. So you're always on a deadline. You always have something to meet. You always have something to do. And it's just a constant treadmill. And it's a stressful job. And I remember people used to tell me, you know, you're taking that really well. We have an hour before this, this has to print, and we still don't have the high-res logo of this, that, and the other. And I'm like, it's okay. The best way to get something done is to be calm, focus on what you need to do to get it done. So I found meditation to be such a wonderful, wonderful contributor. And also, when you, you know, the idea of meditation is that you enter into the state that is just kind of undescribable. And um, when you get there, it's quite addicting. It's, it's really, like I said earlier, it's like a drug. You just, you, you can't stop. And what I recommend is really doing an hour. But to get there, you don't do an hour to start because you're going to sit and you're going to open your eyes after one minute and like, oh, it's only been a minute. And then the anxiety starts coming. Just sit. Sit for five minutes. Sit for two minutes. Um, you get your smartphone and you set the timer. And you know what? The thoughts come in and the thoughts go out. And I love this analogy. Russell Simmons says he's a, he, he does a lot of meditation, and he's doing some great work of getting meditation into schools. He says, the mind is like a monkey, and your mind is going to race. It's going to think about what it has to do. It's going to think about that email, that meeting, that this, that, that, and it's going to keep going. But like any monkey in a cage, when it can't get out and it's bouncing around everywhere, it stills and it calms. So let the thoughts go in, let them go out, and then that's it. And you just go increment by increment, a little bit at a time. And you'll start to see as you really create a practice. And you just, like I said, just show up. If you find a spot in your home very comfortable, I wouldn't make it too comfortable. So that you know, I used to do it on the bed, and then I found myself falling asleep. So you mm -hmm. want to find a nice, uh, comfortable spot, sitting up straight, so that your lungs are flowing in and out with no blockages in the front. So in other words, no hunching over because it's a little bit difficult for the oxygen to flow easily. So you just do it in increments and you just sit and I recommend one hour increment by increment and you'll see focus and clarity and calmness throughout your day. It's quite, it's quite phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's actually changed my life and I can really relate about being calm. I, I, I never was like a real crazy person, but just certain things would just stress me out. And then now when I um, meditate and I've been meditating regularly, I don't, I don't feel as like especially stressed out and like mm -hmm. you I can like take myself out of the situation and say okay well how should I react to this does mm -hmm. it even deserve a does it even deserve a reaction and just a tip mm -hmm. for a lot of people out there you mentioned laying on the bed that's the only way I can meditate I'm 6 7 so <laughs> it's very hard for me to get in that that monk pose with my yeah. you know the Indian leg lock and I I mean I'll sit on the couch or I'll lay on the bed and I'll just oh, make yeah. myself very conscious of 
hey, mm-hmm. this is not sleep. This is meditation. So let me do it. And that works for me. But again, yeah. it goes back to doing what works for you. A lot of people think that they have to sit in that pose and, and do all of these things. And that's what I thought. And that made it mm-hmm. very, very hard for me. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to lay my butt down on the bed and I'm going to meditate. And I started doing that. And a year later, just like you said, my mind, the thoughts go in, they come out. I don't beat myself up and said that because really I think that we really don't know what type of state we're supposed to be in. When I started, I thought I was going to be in this blissful state like uh, I would be floating in the heavens or something mm-hmm. like that. And to You'll me, it's really not, yeah, yeah. And to me, it's nothing like that at all. It's just that your thoughts become less and less and less. So, yeah, I wanted to just talk to you about that. Um, while we're talking about meditation, I wanted to get in the topic and uh, kind of put you on the spot here. No uh, let, yeah, let's talk about faith because what <laughs> I'm seeing today is a lot of people that have faith. And you mentioned that your mom. You went in, you did the research, and then you said, you know what, we decide not to do chemo. We decide not to do any surgery. We're just going to work through this with our diets and changing things and and making things less stressful. And one of the things I think that's happening with people is we forget to tap into ourselves, and you mentioned that earlier in the uh, interview, that, you know, tap into yourself. How... Did you do that, and how is your mom still doing it? How does she tap into her faith in herself or faith in God or faith in whatever she believes in instead of saying, here, let me, let me hand my faith to uh, this doctor who was, who, was, who was a doctor who was out of shape? So how does she do that? Okay. So I'm not sure that she's actually still doing it. I think it takes a lot of discipline. I think she, she made a choice to not do the more traditional uh, Western medicine routes because out of fear. Um, but I, I think that I was able to tap into that really by food and meditation. Um, I was able to, to discover that when I get a little piece of what feels so good, which is that eating well, it makes me feel better, I, I I look better, I mean, to, to sound vain. I started to, to get a, a taste of that, and suddenly, okay, there's something more inside me. Because when you think about it, Darren, we have such infinite potential. I mean, we can do just about anything, you know that. But we, we limit ourselves because of our limiting beliefs, because our mind, our mind gets the best of us, and we just, we, we that it controls, but it doesn't. Our heart does. Our heart has so much potential. And if we listen to our heart or our intuition and we really pay attention to that, we can do anything. And I think for everybody, like I said, you have to find your own journey. But for me, it was food. And then I, and then I entered into the meditation. I started eating well, eating cleaner. And it's amazing when you, when you read ingredients now and you start to really understand what's in your food, of course it blocks your energy. Of course it blocks your flow. How can you, how can you really discover how you're really supposed to behave in life and, and be calm and, and know how to handle things if you are eating crap <laughs> McDonald's every day. Yeah, yeah. People don't really realize how that affects them. It's like I see people walking down the street or something and, you know, they're overweight and most of the time I'll see them either, you know, just eating things and it's almost all the time like junk food. And they don't really realize how it's affecting them, especially if when they want to go 
further in life. It's like, okay, you can't eat this crappy food and think that you're going to go to a job or you're going to go after your goals when you feel like crap. Right, right. Well, you know, you you can't also sit in a in a meeting. You can't um, listen to people. Like I, another great spiritual practice is listening. I mean, mm-hmm. how often do you and really be present? Because we're we're usually listening and then thinking, what else do you have to do? We're already thinking of our answer. It's it's really phenomenal. And when you just listen and take it, and we're always talking over each other, or we don't get enough pause. Victoria, you there? All right, she dropped off live radio, so we have a Skype. We're doing Skype tonight, so we'll just wait a, a minute or so for her to call back in. She should should call right back in here. Hopefully she will. Live radio, got to love it. So while I'm waiting for Victoria to actually Skype back in to the show, okay, there she goes. <laughs> You there? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I was just this live radio. It's happened before, <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about. It. I forgot what we were talking about. Um, the whole uh, was it being faith present? Was being present. Faith. Yeah, and the yeah, listening. how to find that fate? Yeah, we we you know um to get back to your original question, you you said how do we how do we tap into that? How do we find that? And I think for everyone it's different. Um, but you have to first clean your life, and that's with your food. That's with your with your relationships. That's with your, the organization that maybe you work in. You have to start to kind of weed out those tox- the toxic veils is what I call them. Take them out, and then you'll discover that, wow, my life is abundant. My life is incredible. I mean, listen, I'm in it for everyone to find their infinite potential. I mean, when when everybody's in that, I'm doing better when everyone around me is is looking for their really perf- perfection perfect self inside them then our, our our world is so much better yeah, I agree with you on that um with that with the whole having faith and and, and listening thing, I know that I have a big problem with that. It's like if I'm listening to someone mm-hmm. i'll and I'm getting a, a bit better at it. I'm always thinking about what I'm going to say next, especially when it comes to nutrition. It's like, okay, I want to say something next. I want to say something next because I know I have something yeah. to say. But it's like, okay, let's let's take a, a step back here and really, really listen. And a lot of times if you really, really listen, you can kind of pinpoint um, what's really bugging the person or what's really bothering it. And you can respond a lot better if you uh, if you just – don't sit there and sit and, and really, really listen, actively listen and not think about the next thing that you're going to say. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's get into the kitchen because I know that you yeah. love to cook and, and, all, and all that stuff. And I know everybody's out there waiting on that. But what are some of the things that you do in the kitchen? I know that you were very adamant about uh, talking about organics and just ki- kitchen utensils and things that make your life a lot easier and uh, we just actually, uh, my girlfriend just won a Vitamix, so that's going to make our life Ooh. a lot easier. Yeah, so what are some of the things, the utensils that you use that make your life a, a whole lot easier when you're in the kitchen? Okay, well, the Vitamix is a big, big plus. I have to tell you, when you get a good blender, 
it changes your life. I mean, you start to whip up so many things. So I, I think a Vitamix is probably your first kitchen tool that you're going to get. And, and a Vitamix is, is, is a little bit pricey. So maybe that's your first one. There's, there's um, something called the Ninja. It's, it's a really great starter blender. I happen to like the Vitamix better because it's a lower blade and I can find nuts much, much finer. So mm-hmm. when you're first starting out, though, you can go and get a Ninja. I mean, they're wonderful. They're about $75. They're a great blender. I had mine for about two years before I went ahead and made the switch to the Vitamix. Mm. Um, another great uh, tool to have in the kitchen, which it's a little less expensive than the Vitamix, is a dehydrator. I love dehydrators because it really allows you to keep the nutrient inside the food. So you can make some great sun burgers with, with a dehydrator. You can make kale chips. And something that actually Carla, who you discussed at the beginning, who's the, the dish, distributor for grass-fed food, she dehydrates yeah. um, dog treats. And I have three four-legged friends that I adore, as you heard in the background. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I get all of my, all my treats from, from Carla, and she actually dehydrates meat, which is really interesting. It's really great dog treat. Um, so you have your blender, you have your dehydrator, and then you need some good knives. I, I highly recommend doing some research and getting some good knives. I really like the Kyocera knives, the ceramic knives, because when you're preparing, you're really eating clean food. And I, I don't want to throw out the word raw, but I think you should, when you're eating primarily raw food, uh, mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of preparation. So you want to have some good tools. And also you want to be really organized, Darren. The key to doing because. You, I, I hear countless people, I don't have time to make raw oatmeal. I don't have time to make almond milk every three years. I don't have time to do this, that, and the other. You know what? If you are organized, trust me, I, I work insane amount of hours. I'm constantly moving. If you are organized, you have a plan, you have a list, you check it twice, you get it done, you can do it. It's amazing. The universe, and, and this is not more on the spiritual side, the universe is set up for you to win. There is a uh-huh. divine order that will ensure your success. So when you go against that order um, by being lazy or, or maybe by telling yourself I can't do it or I don't have enough time, let me tell you something. The universe has a way of making time. And also you have to remember there's priorities. I mean, yeah, okay, so maybe I can't do, you know, maybe Wednesday night drink is not going to happen. So I got I to gotta get organized and get my containers filled and, and do my, my soaking for the, for the weekend milks. Like, you know, there's certain things you need to sacrifice, but, you know, priority, it's about priorities and, and making conscious decisions for your health. Yeah. It, how easy, you know what, I used to walk in the store, I would go in Whole Foods, I would go in Publix, which is, you know, down here in our area in South Florida, and I would see almond milk in the, um, in the container. I'm like, wow, it must take a lot of work to make almond milk. And then I went on YouTube one night and I saw this woman making almond milk, and I was like, that's it? That's all it is, <laughs> it is to it? And I'm like, I'm going to the store paying a $2.50 or whatever the price is for almond milk, but... How easy is that? You mentioned that early in the show that you make your own nut milk. So how easy is that to do? Okay. I will never get store-bought nut milk again. I will never get store-bought hemp milk, almond milk, uh, any, uh, any sort of seed milk. I'll tell you why. Because a lot of the milks, because they have to do them in bulk, and, most, and like most other foods, there's, there's heavy processing involved. So they have to include preservatives um, such as lactic acid and a few other unpronounceable preservatives. So um, 
I okay, is it a is it a great step? You know, oh, I'm going out to buy almond milk. Fabulous. It's, it's awesome you're making that step towards a healthier choice, but it's still not the healthiest. There's also something really incredible about making your own milk. Okay, the first time is going to be a little tedious, and it's very easy, but the first time you're like, oh, my God, that was a lot of work. I happen to make my nut milk every three days. I, that's how fresh I keep it, and that's how often I'm using it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're making your own nut milk, there's something also about the energy. Whatever energy you put in to make something, you've just created it. We are natural-born creators, all of us. Are, have this God-given gift to create something. And when we're creating, we're, we're really living at our fullest. I mean, have you ever noticed that when you create something, when you created this show, when you, when you, create any, when you, created, when you first started Blog Talk, you become proud of something that you were a part of. It's, it's some creation. So, yes, you're, this is on another level, almond milk. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. a start. You start with making almond milk. You put some energy, some love into it. And I know that sounds kind of... Um, spiritual woo-woo for some people, you know, like, oh, put some love in yeah. my almond milk. But it makes sense when you, when you really think about, it, you know, put, put some emphasis and some intent. Like, I'm making my own food. I, I, I started doing falls with my garden, but it's so rewarding when I see my, my aloe getting so large or my curry plant getting so large or, or the lemongrass. I mean, it's really rewarding. To and you were what you are growing, what you are creating, you're putting right in your back into your body rather than getting something that was created um, in a factory with lots of preservatives, you're putting that in your body. It's really incredible when you can make your own food. So it's, it's, it can be a hurdle at the beginning. But part of my journey with Modern Monk is to really share how to do it. And I give tons and tons of recipes, tons of juice recipes, and um, I love breakfast recipes. And a lot of times people are like, well, I can't give up my meat. I don't know what else to eat. Uh, tons of people are like, well, if I give up meat, what do I eat? Well, there's just so much that you can do. There's so many options. So as I'm, as I'm creating stuff in the kitchen, you know, I, I put things together, and then I'm creating a, a recipe for, for the modern monk community. Yeah, when you started, you mentioned you know, creating there. When you started this whole thing, would you did you follow a book at first, and then you kind of branched out and said, "Hey, I'll mix this together and I'll mix that together and see how it tastes," or were you just like freestyle the whole time? How did you how did you do it? Well, I did a mixture of both. When I first first started cooking, yes, I followed a lot of recipes because I found that it helped me practice. Um, mm-hmm. I also was what I started to do is because of my my diet. During the holidays or t- during any event, I would have people over my house. So um, even, if, even if everyone didn't fit, I would run a table and chair, and I would cook for about 15 people. And I love, love, love to do that because it put me on a schedule. It, it put me, um, ch- forcing me to learn new recipes, to share them with other people, and also it helped me because I didn't have to go to other people's houses and eat, and eat crap, of course. But um, I would bring people over and... It said, okay, Christmas dinner, I'm having people over and I'm cooking, so I need to start practicing this dish, this dish and this dish. And as I was doing that over the years, I started creating my own dishes. So I did start off following recipes. And then as you start following recipes, you're like, okay, well, let's make sweet, sweet, sweet potato, sweet mashed potato, excuse me. What if I mix that with coconut? That would be kind of good because I put a coconut in the other recipe with mashed potatoes and it was delicious. Well, let me try with sweet potatoes. And, well, what if, I, what if I put this? And then you just start kind of playing with things. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I'm going to ask you a, a mm-hmm. question here as far as, I'm going to just throw something out at you. Favorite oil to use in the kitchen? I'm sorry, say that again? Favorite oil to use in the kitchen when you're cooking? Oh, I coconut oil. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew yeah, you were going to I say know, that. I know, it's, I know it's so cliche, and I know coconut oil is getting a lot of press right now, and it's a big trend, but it really is good stuff. I have mm-hmm. a spoon of coconut oil almost every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to too, but I don't do it anymore. I, I, I actually found out. Sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Coconut oil has, um, it's very high in saturated fat, right? Um, But it's good saturated fat because in that saturated fat, there's something called lauric acid. And lauric acid is a huge, huge um, component in building your immune system. And what is the greatest tool any human body has? It's the human immune system. It is so incredible what the, what the immune system can do. And that's why it's interesting when you, you know, going back to the cancer subject, chemotherapy, what is it doing? It's, it's, killing your cancer cells, but it's also killing your immune system, which is the greatest thing God has ever give you, given you. It's the greatest thing that's been created inside of a human being. Is the, the, so lauric acid from coconut oil is a really, really fabulous thing to eat. So I highly recommend putting that in, in my cereals, and I put it in all my smoothies. I have a, you know, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm crunched for time, I usually have a, a smoothie at night, and I'll make it with a big spoon of coconut oil. Yeah, it actually it actually satisfies you. Do you like the little? I, I, is it a cold smoothie? Because I know when I first started putting coconut oil in smoothies, one of the things that would happen is get those little chunks in there, and I'm like, what is this? I'm crunching on, and I realized that the coconut oil had solidified again. It wasn't liquidy. Uh, so, did you? How was your experience with that? Or did you ever? Or do well, you just not do cold smoothies? Well, where where are you uh, where are you storing your coconut oil? Are you doing it in the refrigerator or in a pantry? No, what I usually do is just let it sit out on the shelf until okay, I get Okay, yeah, ready. that's fine. Okay, so yeah, well, depending on where you leave it, uh, coconut oil naturally liquefies. Um, I think at seventy three degrees. So already mm-hmm. before I put it in my smoothie, it's it's quite uh, it's it's still clumpy, but it's quite liquefied. So when I put it in there, it, it just smooths just fine. Yeah, I think it depends on where you store it if it's going to keep that clumpiness. Yeah. What about favorite vegetable? What's your favorite vegetable to use? Broccoli. 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 I know it's not the tastiest, but man, broccoli is so good for you. I I know um broccoli and beets. Beets, beets are really oh. wonderful too. Beets are great because you add them to let's say your broccoli juice and it cuts the taste. Because it can be a little harsh to have kale and broccoli and parsley, which are really fabulous greens for you. But you uh-huh. add in a beet, it tends to make it a little bit more flavorful. Yeah. What's the most, you mentioned you travel to Asia sometimes. What's the most exotic vegetable you've ever tried or exotic dish you've ever tried? You know what? I wish I knew the name. I was, okay, I'm so glad you asked me that. I was in <laughs> Bhutan and I, I was invited, I was hosted by a family um, and, you know, typical a, a Bhutanese dinner. And I, I really requested this. I said, I don't want to go to a tourist place. I really, I really want a very typical dinner. They gave me this dessert. It was bright red and I thought it was going to be really sweet. I put it in my mouth, Darren, and I almost spit it out. I was so embarrassed. Mm. I, I could eat. It was like this hard... Uh, uh, the texture was very, uh, very awkward, but it was tangy and then bitter and this awful aftertaste. So 
I would say that would be the the strangest thing I ever ate, but I don't know what it was because they didn't speak English. <laughs> yeah, so but um, I, I'm not really um, too adventurous when it comes to like eating bugs and things like that. So um, I actually think the food in Asia is really, really phenomenal. And all the places that I've been, I mean, and I really eat on the streets of Asia. It's so fresh. I mean, these people are getting it from their backyards. They're getting it from that morning. You've never seen fish as fresh as you as you get it in Asia because you know, in the in this impoverished country, and they're selling food on on the side of the road. They're they're getting it fresh. Their their stuff doesn't come from from large plants with pesticides um, sprayed all over them. Yeah, it's totally different from what we mm-hmm. get here. Our stuff is like uh, I don't want to say the name of the store, but anybody can guess. I was just talking to my cousin the other night, and I said, "Man, I, I went and got some mangoes from this store." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the mangoes they weren't they didn't taste they didn't they weren't sweet and they tasted mm-hmm. old like they had been sitting in a warehouse for a long long time um yeah. i wanted to bounce back to the kitchen real quick um mm-hmm. you mentioned saving time how do we save time in the kitchen okay planning 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 all right so let's say i'm going to take you through my evening last night it's the perfect example I, last night, I made lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Last night, I made it's kind of a very simple dinner, but I, I make these, uh, these uh, sprouted English muffins. I put some garlic, olive oil, some tomatoes, and a little bit of goat cheese. Stick it in the oven for about 20 minutes, and it's absolutely delicious with some salt and pepper. Then I make breakfast. I make breakfast for the next morning because I'm making raw oatmeal, and I'm soaking it in my almond pulp that comes from my almond milk. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting chai seeds, cucumber, and apple and soaking that overnight. And then I'm making, a, uh, I call it chicken of the sea sandwich, where I'm actually taking some flower seeds and nuts, grinding them up, putting some mustard, um, kale, dressed, and tomato. And I'm actually just planned out my meals for, for the next day. By doing all of that, it took me an hour and a half, and I've got my next day meals. I don't have to run out and eat crap. I don't have to get hungry and, and, and fall for whatever's in front of me. And I'm, I'm setting myself up to win. So that's the way you're going to save time is by making a plan and, and writing things down. I, I keep everything very organized in my kitchen. I have jars for everything. I have labels for everything. I, tr- I do one-stop one shop. I, I go to the farmer's market every Sunday. I get what I need. I stock up. And then I know what I have throughout the week. It does require a lot of organization and planning. If you're not a big planner, probably a little bit of a more challenging habit to to take into but when you do plan you save a lot of time because everyone says I don't have time to do almond milk I don't have time to make my salad every night but when you do start doing it and you're eating what you're making it's very rewarding so you you start to make the time and on top of it you plan for it yeah yeah we got like 10 minutes left I'm going to hit you with a couple oh. another uh, quick questions here juicing What's yes. your thoughts on juicing? Do you juice? I juice every morning. I think the best way to wake up is with a juice. You know, your body, you're, what's breakfast? You are breaking the fast. That's what breakfast literally is. So mm-hmm. you put, the first thing I do when I wake up, I have lemon because the battle over our health is um, pH. So I don't, I, I'm sure you know a little bit about it. You know, you want to have a balanced pH level. And mm-hmm. Lemons are highly alkaline foods. They're acidic outside of your body, but once entering in your body, they're highly alkaline foods. So I have some lemon. And then about 30 minutes later, 
um, to an hour, depending on how long my meditation is, I then have a juice. And it just kind of kickstarts your day. It gives you energy. I don't drink coffee and have a lot of energy. So I happen to think it's because I put a lot of broccoli in my, in my juices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, transitioning? Like you mentioned, I, I'm assuming that you were a meat eater at one time and you transitioned into uh, maybe just fish, you said, occasionally, but more plant-based. Uh, what advice would you have for someone who is finding that, hey, you know what, I don't do so well on meat, but I want to transition into more of a plant-based diet. What tips can you give them? Well, number one, I highly recommend giving yourself a timeline. So trying it for two weeks. It's dedicating yourself, okay, let's say I'm going to do 20 days or 30 days or two weeks. Just saying, I, I mean, I think to really feel a change, you're going to need about 30 days. Uh, maybe even longer, but really saying I'm going to commit to something for the next 30 days. I'm going to remove meat out of my diet. I'm going to remove soda. And then see how you feel after those 30 days. Do you feel better? 99% of the time, you're going to feel better. And making that transition will be a little bit easier because now you're doing it based on your feeling. And like I said, the key to everything is, is finding everything on your own and being aware. So when you're aware and you're kind of, oh, I feel better, I'm a little thinner, oh, this energy is, is higher, this is fantastic, then you're going to start being able to do it. Now, I, I really was able to transition. I first did it for animal rights reasons. I'm, I'm a big animal lover. That was my, I, I started in high school um, when I was a freshman. And I did it because I'm just crazy about animals. And let me tell you something. If you read or watch even just a little bit, and if you're as crazy as I am about animals, you start to have a sick stomach and you don't want to eat it anymore. So and if, if your thing is not animals, just think about what you're reading or watching when it comes to these factory farms and what's going on in there. You're eating that. So you think what you're having is a, a piece of cold-cut ham. It's not. It's, it's probably the guts and the crap of the, of the pig because you are getting every inch of that pig sliced off because that, that – um, the factory farm owner is trying to get as much money as possible from that pig. So when you start to learn what's going on in your food, it was very easy. It was a very easy transition for me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have no idea where uh, where their food comes from. I, I watched a video with Jamie Oliver, and he had some kids. They were like two or three years old. I think they were like maybe kindergarten, first grade, around that age, and he held up something. He's like, what is this? And um one of the kids, he was holding up broccoli. One of the kids say a tomato. It's like, oh, my God, our kids don't even know where their food comes. And adults don't know either. Um, yeah. Five more minutes left in the show. So mm-hmm. with five more minutes left in the show, I kept you an hour. Uh, okay. Top five tips that you have for the audience for being healthy. All right. Number one, get a plan and stick to it. Number two, get organized. Number three, stick to green leafy plants. The majority of your plate should be green. It should be plant-based. If you're going to have meat on your plate, know where it comes from. So that leads to number four, know where your food comes from. Goodness, I I have to say this is the biggest uh, game changer for me. As soon as I knew where my meat came from, as soon as I knew what was happening, I mean, I read a lot of Michael Pollan, who's a great food journalist, and I really love... um, love what he stands for. He, he doesn't promote any vegetarian or vegan or raw diet or, or strictly carnivore diet. He just says, know what you eat. And he really goes into uh, our food supply. Mm-hmm. And, and lastly, trust yourself. Trust, you have all the answers. 
you know, usually your, our intuition kind of guides us. And like I said, the universe is in perfect order. And I think if you start to become aware of your feelings and, and how you respond to a certain diet, your, your, your body will tell you. It, it, it will you know, if you finish a meal and you're so full that you have a stomachache, your body's telling you, you know, you didn't treat me so well today. So really trust yourself and listen, which is, it's, it's also a, a constant practice as well, along with meditation. It's to just listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be conscious. There's so many of us that are living at that unconscious level. It wasn't until I really dialed in to know how I felt. I didn't realize um, when I was younger, I was like, oh, Taco Bell, all this stuff. And I didn't realize how that stuff was affecting me. It wasn't until I started feeling better that I noticed that when I would eat that crappy stuff, how bad I felt, and I didn't want to go back to that. So I, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah, definitely. And you know, agree. and you know what? I'm going to add in number six. Um, get an entourage. Oh, get an entourage. Of, yeah, <laughs> the modern monk bonus. Watch out now. Yes. Get an entourage. Um, a channel that you subscribe to, like yours, find. Thank you. I really like so find the authors and get in, get informed. So get your entourage, whoever that may be, what you trust, and whoever's message really speaks volumes for you and helps you move in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't follow just one person, and I'm always still learning too. I think uh, one of the things with people is that they quit learning, and I've seen that from being in a pharma industry where doctors would just quit learning. It's like I know everything. And that's where you stop when you think you know everything, but there's always something to learn from different people, and you have to surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you. So, right, right, good right. Stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, give us your website, Victoria, before we end the show. So it's modernmonklife.com, where you learn all about nourishing each moment. So really being present in the moment, learning learning how to live your best life, and kind of sharing the journey with a with a large community. Cool. Any parting words for the audience? You know what? I would have to say to to juice. I I think my first. Uh, myself onto this road was starting with juicing so you know what start little start juicing start seeing how you feel and and share your journey cool i'd agree with that i, I juice but i don't juice nearly enough i it's like i get on these these things when i want to juice and then i don't want to juice and part of that is pulling out the juicer and having to clean yeah. it up. <laughs> and having to clean it up. You know what's so funny? I had I had somebody okay, I had a client one time. He's this big, 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 big shot guy, you know, um uh anyway, he told me, Well, I can't clean a juicer. I'm like, Oh what wah, wah. Seriously? You are this big shot, you do this, that and the other, and you tell me you can't clean up after your juicer, I think you can. <laughs> yeah, it's so just we, uh, you can't you can do it. It just gets a little bit tedious sometimes. You got to yeah. juice the stuff, get the pulp, and then clean it out. And um, it's it can be tedious, but uh, you know what? It's, it's definitely a good you know practice. Something I I never sacrifice when it comes when it comes to money. I I you know some women have shoes. I have food, and I think I I will go above and beyond when it comes to time and money when it comes to putting things into my body. 
Yeah, I wish we could persuade everybody that I'm the same way. And you look at our budget here in the house, and it's like, oh, I'm spending two, three, four hundred dollars in food, and I'm like, okay, it's grass-fed this, or it's you know organic this. So that's where I definitely spend most of the money at. But most people mm-hmm. have it in reverse. They have it in reverse. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting but, there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're improving everybody's shows like these and podcasts and people are starting to listen to it and, and wake up as far as learning what to eat and just live a healthier life. But, um, thank you so much for being on the show. And you have to come back on and give us an update of how the website is doing and maybe yeah. we can wrap a little bit more about some other things. Yeah, definitely, you know, sign up um, for all your listeners. Sign up life.com and, and put in your email address. It takes just two seconds and it helps us uh, build our wellness community because, you know, there's strength in numbers. The more of us, the less conventional food we're going to have. Yeah, I'm looking for someone else to start the next show here. I started my blog talk radio show by following uh, someone else. I hope to get him on, Sean Croxton of Underground Wellness. He actually got me started, and hopefully I'll be able to plant that seed and get someone else started with their own show. It doesn't take much to do it. You just have to have that desire to get the information out there and just be passionate about it. So great stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Darren, for having me, and thank you for all you do. Thank you. I'm glad we finally made it happen. I'm like, I was driving home today, and I'm like, okay, is this show going to happen? I realized... I realized that, like, hey, I'm planting a seed for it not to happen. I was like, cancel, cancel. I told my mind, cancel, no. cancel, cancel. And, it's uh, I, yep. So I'm glad it did. I had a very good time. And thank you so much for being on Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. Thank you, Darren. Have a good evening. All right. You too. I'll Bye. talk to you later. Bye bye. All right. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, a lot of good information there. One of the things I really would love to do in the future is have someone tra- transcribe these shows where you'd be able to get the uh, transcription. But maybe that's not um, that's not feasible. Maybe you can just listen to the show as it is in iTunes. You can go and download it in iTunes and listen to it any, uh, anywhere and everywhere. I know that's what I used to do when I was trying to learn. I would listen to shows two or three times. Uh, if it was an uh, interesting topic. So you can go and download it from the iTunes. Uh, just look for it, Fat Man Radio. Or you can go directly to Blog Talk Radio and just put in the search bar my name, and it should come up, and all the shows will be listed there. So if you miss a show, you can always go back uh, and listen to the show. But it's always good to just go back and listen to these shows because I find that when I'm listening to podcasts or shows on my own, I miss something and I pick up something that I didn't know before that I can kind of add to my tool belt to help uh, help more people. So good stuff. Thank you for listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. Like I said, next week I'll be on with Chuck Frank and we'll be talking about something he calls life before life. This will be a very, very interesting show. I'll share with some stuff um, that Chuck helped me with. I had a little hip energy, uh, hip uh, injury and he actually did some energy work on me and cured my hip. So it'll be a very, very interesting show you want to listen. And actually, you want to call into the show and ask him some questions as well, because this show could actually change your life if you're looking for your purpose. If you have a loved one that you are actually missing that you may want to talk to, uh, he has a way of, of being able to do that. It's not uh, what we call woo-woo type stuff. This stuff is actually based in uh, psychology, so you don't want to miss that show next week. It's uh, Chuck Frank. So 
Thank you for listening again. I'm signing off. Same fat time, same fat channel next week. Peace.